Hey there, and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast. My name is Denise Lee, and I'm a life coach specializing in traumas and addictions. And today, I'd like to talk about narcissists, psychopaths, and sociopaths. And more importantly, why our codependents attract them. Now, I know I just throw out a whole bunch of words. The whole point I'm trying to make of this conversation that we're about to have is that some of us have been around some very charming yet deceptionist people. And we don't really know how it happened, but once we're in it, it feels like we're in quicksand. How do we get away from harmful, destructive relationships that not only just harm our self-esteem, but our bank accounts? If you have been or are in a situation where you feel enmeshed with someone that seems to just do you harm and you don't know how to get out of it, listen to today's episode. We're going to dive into what all that looks like, narcissists, psychopaths, sociopaths, codependents, all that good stuff, and give you an escape plan. All right, we're going to get to all of that coming to you after this short break. Hey there, and we're back. So glad that you are here with me. If this is your very first time listening, welcome. I'm wrapping my arms around you and giving you a big old electronic hug. Make sure you hit that follow, subscribe button, wherever you're listening. That way, as soon as I drop a new episode, you'll be able to listen to it lickety split. The Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast is designed for not just introverts or entrepreneurs, but anyone who wants to improve how they relate with themselves, most importantly, and how they communicate with others. We are not going to be like the rest of the world and intimidate people with threats or seduce people with guilt and shame. We are going to be very clear with others about our needs and wants, and we're not going to play games in order to get that. This is what makes this podcast different. This is what you are are different. This makes you different because you are no longer going to be like the 99% of the population who is waffling about what they want, insecure about who they are. You know what you want, you know what you need, and you're not afraid of getting it. So that being said, if you have been listening and you have been enjoying this these conversations that we've been having, be sure to share this podcast with somebody else. That way we can amplify the message and make sure that other people are communicating with love. Also, be sure to write a review wherever you're listening. It signals to me that you enjoyed this podcast and it signals to other people that this is a podcast worth listening to. So thank you in advance for that. Also, I would love to hear from your voice. Check out anchor.fm slash Denise G. Lee. There you'll be able to send me a voicemail message. Please make sure in the message that you include your first name, your hometown, obviously what you've been enjoying. And I would love to air your message in an upcoming podcast. Also, please make sure, obviously, that you let me know. I have permission to do so. I want to make sure that I respect your privacy. This is just only a conversation between the two of us. I would like to keep it just between the two of us. All right. Also, check out info.denisegelee.com slash connect. I'm leaving all these links in the show notes below so that you can be able to access that. Anyway, you'll be able to learn more about me, my my bout story, like why my life coach for entrepreneurs. Glad you asked. You'll be able to check that out as well. There you'll also be able to join my mailing list. I drop a very inspirational, motivational, and encouraging message as, as well as some resources every Monday morning. So check that out. Also I have my free support group called Energy where I just show up impromptu, nothing fancy, and I'm just kind of just speak off my heart about something random. It's just a very informal setting. It's not like regular social media where you can see who is messaging and you have total anonymity. The only person that knows the messages that are received 
as me. From you to me, that's it. Nobody else could see what you say or how you react or how you respond. It's a very intimate way because I believe that sometimes when we're talking about these tough conversations, we don't have to have everybody knowing what we're looking to and what we like and what we agree to or any of that. So I have that via Marco Polo. It's called a share cost. And I also have that link on info.denisetlee.com slash connect and a whole bunch of other stuff, including learning to work with me, finding out your life script, all sorts of fun stuff. You can find that all on info.denisetlee.com slash connect. Okay, everything that we're going to talk about, it's more one a one-on-one situation because while I'm giving an overview of narcissism and sociopathy and psychopaths and codependence and all this other fun <laughs> language, the fact of the matter is, in order for you to really understand what's going on, it's really more of a one-on-one thing because we, whether or not we realize it or not, we attract the hurt that needs to be healed. What I'm trying to say is that all the wounds and the abuses and the pains from the past that haven't been resolved have a funny way of traveling through time into the present and, if we're not careful, can warp our future. And that includes attracting the people that, even though they're causing us a lot of pain, they're forcing us to raise from our unconscious to our conscious minds things that are still unresolved and need to be healed. And listening to this is not enough. You have to take action. And no, sweetheart, it's not including just reading books all day. You have to take action, have someone that's not you to be able to help you understand and dig through a little bit because we as human beings do a fabulously wonderful job of trying to cover over and smother and glob over everything that pains us. And that's why we, we have so many people who r- resort to addictions, overeating, overworking, overconsuming, f- fill in the blank to escape the pain. Okay. So today I want to talk about why in the world is this important to me? And it's kind of funny. I was taking a walk the other day and for some reason, a, a old song that I had about the song many, many moons ago, kind of started playing I was kind of shuffling on random on my phone and it was from TLC and it was from their album Fam Mail 1999 now I'm really dating myself as I say this but I remember just feeling so motivated by this song that it just really spurred me on to have this conversation with you and so this song is about this young woman who is disillusioned and she's just sad and she's distraught about the relationship that she's in and how this relationship has really got her to question herself and her self-confidence. And so if you'll be so kind to listen to me, just kind of share some of the lyrics because it's kind of like the bridge, the background of this conversation that we're going to have about attracting psychopaths, sociopaths, and narcissists, okay? So here's a song. I wish I could tie you up in my shoes, make you feel I'm pretty too. I was told I was beautiful, but what does that mean to you? Look in the mirror, who's inside there? The one with the long hair. Same old me again today, yeah. My outsides look cool. My insides are blue. Every time I think I'm through, it's because of you. I've tried different ways, but it's all the same. At the end of the day, I have myself to blame. I'm just tripping. You can buy your hair if it won't grow. You can fix your nose if he says so. You can buy all the makeup that MAC, MAC, MAC Cosmetics can make. But if you can't look inside you, find out who I am to be in the position to make me feel so damn unpretty. And, you know, I was thinking about that song because I don't know if I was like out of a re- 
I never really had relationships prior to me and my husband, truth be told, because they were all just codependent messes. But I remember playing that song on loop over and over and over again because every single person that I dated made me feel so miserable about who I was and what needed to be improved and what was wrong with me, either physically or intellectually or something like that. And I always just felt empty inside. Can you relate to being with someone that just makes you feel so darn empty, but for whatever reason, you can't leave them? And as much as I was telling you about how terrible, about how those experiences were, I couldn't leave. I couldn't leave. And it comes to a point where you have to ask yourself, why, who, what kind of person would want to stay in a situation where they're literally finding themselves going lower and lower in their self-worth and self-esteem and questioning who they are and their value in this world? And the, the people are, are codependents. And this is where I want to talk with you about this idea of codependency, because a lot of us have been or in a state of codependent relationship with somebody else, and we haven't quite able to define it or you can explain it. We just say that we're just hooked on somebody and not really understanding what that really means. Okay. But codependency is basically an emotional and behavioral condition that affects one's ability to have healthy, mutually satisfying relationships. It's also known uh, as relationship addiction because people with codependency also often form or maintain relationships that are one-sided, emotionally destructive, and are abusive. And you know when you are in a codependent situation when you're easily denying your feelings about it. Oh, they're showing up late. Oh, they never sh- they never fulfill their promises. Oh, they promise one thing and they they do the absolute other. And when you confront them, they get la- they lash out. And instead of just leaving, you just stay. You suffer with low self esteem. Your worth is only conditional about the next praise that they get, which in the beginning was so much, and then. And now you'd be hard pressed to get them to say anything good about you. You constantly feel anxious because you never know if they're going to flip out or get angry. You're always cautious with your words. You don't know the right word to say because you're afraid of them lashing out and getting angry. You have trouble regulating your emotions because when you're so busy trying to regulate and and appease other people, especially in a these are typically in romantic relationships, but they also can come in workplace relationships. I've also dealt with many, many clients who had survived literally traumatic workplace situations where the boss literally trained them, my client my, the or former employee, to beholden to the moods of the boss. When they said jump, they said how high. And as a result, they have a hard to even regulate how they feel about certain things because it's been so distorted about whose feelings are really being affected, the feelings of the other person or the feelings of the codependent person, all that's so jumbled. And after a while, there's an intense fear of intimacy, meaning that because everything is so based on conditions, you don't even want to have any real close relationships because you're afraid that the moment that they feel angry, they're going to take away your love away. So you keep everything so shallow and superficial in order to protect your yourself from feeling even more hurt than you already are. 
Codependency is such a serious thing that not just women face, but men do too. I've talked with many, many men over the years who have experienced very traumatic situations with women. Yes, yes, women who actually have also been verbally abusive and sometimes even physically abusive, constantly telling them, well, if you would make more money or if you do certain things or if you came from this certain family, blah, 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 then I would be able to love you better. All these lies. So I just want to explain to you that codependency is not just a woman situation. It's a people situation. And I want everyone to understand that healing is not just reserved for women. All right. Healing is reserved for everyone who wants to change their lives. Val is a fabulous book that has really helped me and helped so many other people is Melody Beats Codependent No More. That's a fabulous resource, but you can't, again, just read this book alone. It really takes support and somebody else to help walk alongside you for you to understand about how your situation cause so much emotional and psychological damage. Okay. So I hope I under kind of unpacked and explained codependency. And again, obviously feel free to reach me offline. If you like to talk about what, what codependency really looks like for you and how it impacted you. So that being said, let's talk about narcissists, sociopaths, and psychopaths. I mean, many of us have befriended, associated, dated, in some cases, married a narcissist, a sociopath, or a psychopath. We invested financially, emotionally, and economically to no avail. When we're involved with narcissists, sociopaths, or psychopaths, these people questioned our self-worth and intelligence. They discounted our feelings and destroyed anything good of our life. With our permission, by the way, with our permission. All of those types of personalities I just mentioned are called borderline personality disorders in the DSM-4. The type of problem where they literally cannot relate healthily with other people. And now I want to kind of dive in a little bit deeper about narcissists, psychopaths, and sociopaths. And why in the world would a codependent be attractive? Because a lot of us have been in these these very toxic situations where we didn't understand how do how do how do we get here to, to begin with, and so I'm just going to just throw out a sentence, and then I'm going to just explain a little bit deeper about all of this. So you know you were with a narcissist or are with a narcissist if you have heard this refrain, "I love you as long as you will never complain." You see, the narcissist wants to feel like a ten at all times, while you remain an insignificant zero. Their emotions can shift with little or no notice. The reason is because they wish to be respected and cherished at the same time. And this arrangement leaves no room for caring for your concerns or your goals. And at the end of the day, you become a doormat to a tyrannical control freak. Now, here's the thing about narcissism that I just really want to explain that's important. All of us, all of us, to some extent, are narcissistic. And we need to have some level of narcissism, okay, because it allows us to have our self-worth, awareness of our needs, and ability to withstand adversities or struggles. If you're single or you're not in a romantic relationship, narcissism is essential in communicating and obtaining your needs. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Unfortunately, 
Remember I was telling you about you're a zero doormat and the other person's a 10? We need to be like a healthy five where we're able to understand our needs, right? And communicate with others. And if we don't have kids or dependents or anyone like we're working with in a relationship, ain't nothing wrong with being all about you and your agenda because a lot of us are in healing recovery. We need to be completely narcissistic in order for us to heal from past wounds that we have never had the chance to even forget identify, let alone heal. So having some level of narcissism is good, especially if you're healing or if you're single and nobody's around you. I tell all my clients that are single when I first date, uh, when they, I start working with them, please don't date while we're working with each other for the first year. And the reason behind it, it's not because I don't want to put a sting or dent to your dent date life is that because while you're still working through these issues, your shadow self, the self-destructive part inside of you wants to bomb and destroy everything that's going good in your life. And inadvertently, you might attract the same person that might continue the same destructive cycle. So that's why I say, let, let's pump the brakes on the dating for a moment until we work through some of these issues. Now, narcissism is a huge umbrella. There is overt narcissism right in your face out where they're, they're arrogant, entitled, and overbearing. There's the covert also is where they express low self-esteem, insecurity, low confidence, defensiveness, avoidance, tendency to feel or play the victim. And they have a high likelihood of experiencing anxiety, depression, and shame. And because of the, the depression and shame, they are most likely to become passive aggressive. There's antagonistic narcissism. Also, when they have a tendency to take advantage of others, they have they want to compete, they want to disagree. There's communal narcissism, and I see this so much with the quote unquote Karens. Can I speak to your manager? But you also have seen this this person at the PTA, or they're always wanting to be outraged on certain things, especially social causes. And this is where someone with communal narcissism values fairness and is likely to see themselves as altruistic. But research published in a 2018 study suggests that there's a gap between their beliefs and the person's behavior. For example, the person says, well, we got to do something about systematic blah, blah, blah. And I said, okay, well, what's your level of involvement? What are you going to do? Well, I think something's got to be done. What what, what are you going to do? They're not going to do anything because all they do is like to complain. They, be, they are easily morally outraged. They like to describe themselves as empathetic and generous. And they strongly react to, they strongly react to things that they see as unfair. But they're not going to do anything. And the last type of narcissism is malignant. And they're vindictive and they're sadist and they're aggressive about people. And they're very paranoid about any type of threat. Narcissism, maladaptive narcissism, I was talking about overt, covert, antagonistic, communal, and malignant. Those are things I'm talking about when you're dealing with an abusive situation, real work relationship, personal relationship. They are not caring about you at all. In fact, they might even destroy you along the way in order to meet their goals. I don't think that you're that way, but I just want to let you know that this, these are the summer flavors of narcissism. And I I just really want to break that down because I hear people talk about narcissism all the time, but not understanding just like everything in life, there is nuance with things. And so that's why I wanted to really explain what narcissism really looks like. Okay. And the next thing that I want to talk with you about psychopathy 
And, you know, when, when you, we already hear about psychopaths, we always think about someone like shooting up a school or just some crazy situation where somebody's taking advantage of kids or like, it doesn't have to be as extreme as that. The psychopath loves to more or less poke little holes into certain things that you're seeing and get you to try to question your own reality in order for them to get their goals accomplished. Now, I was thinking about one particular uh, work situation I had a few years ago where I, I hired on an assistant. And I remember she was always telling me, well, you know, this is the way it should be done. And this is the way I, I know it's to be. And this is the way things should have to be done. And I remember just feeling very confused about whether or not I was wrong all along. But I knew there was something off of what she was saying. And then come to find out later that this particular person I was interacting with, this this assistant I, I was working with, was not only taking advantage of my own generosity and ignorance, but she was even doing the work that she said she was going to do because she was so busy uh, trying to puff up her name and no work really got done. Psychopaths have a way of trying to poke holes in situations for their own advantage. And so as such, they're always bending, altering, or distorting reality. Okay, this person has an inability to process reality themselves. And so it's not that hard to try to distort your idea of what's really happening, what's going on. Moreover, a psychopath may disregard or ignore your perception of a situation or person. And the ultimate goal is to make sure that you see things their way without question. Okay. Now, the last thing I want to talk with you about is sociopaths. And you know you're dealing with a sociopath when you hear someone say something along the lines of, I love how being with your family, fill in the blank, quote, has improved my life. The sociopath has a firm grip of reality, unlike the psychopath. From the moment you showed them your Visa black card or told them that you came from a prestigious family or whatever background, they wanted it to be the your best friend or partner for life. And their goal is to obtain power, control, influence, money from being in your life. And they seem to show up mysteriously, but once calamity or trouble befalls you, they will depart as swiftly and without notice as they arrived. And I see sociopaths a lot with some of my clients who are more successful and people are attracted to them because they are, have influence and they have wealth and they see them as magnets. And I'll never forget one particular uh, conversation that I had. This, this particular client was in a, who was not an NBA, but it was minor leagues of uh, this particular basketball team. And he was traveling around. And it's been very known where, you know, as soon as he arrives at this particular city, he gets out and there's always these flood of girls. And this particular, this didn't happen while we were working with each other. This is just kind of explaining the situation. I just want to let you know, Denise was not counseling this person when the incident happened. What I'm about to say next. But anyway, he arrives at this particular city. There's this very young, attractive lady who knows all his stats, all his information. She, he is beyond just flattered. They get the conversation and later that they were hanging out after the game and then, then throughout the night fellowshipping or <laughs> interacting. She doesn't hear, he doesn't hear or see her for maybe like 
couple of months, then gets one single text message with two words. And the two words says, got you. Come to find out she was pregnant. That's the only thing that she wanted from him was to be able to lock in someone that could have high earning capacity. This is what sociopaths do. They lock in on targets and they try to take advantage of people. And I'm not saying that it has to be a disastrous as what I just explained, but it's so co- common what people, they, so many people want fame and wealth and we don't, they don't recognize that unless they deal with the emptiness and the brokenness and all the unresolved personal issues, it is literally like a mop to flame attracting sociopaths. Because once you get that little bit of coin in your pocketbook, there are people who say, Ooh, I, I see that you have coin. I like your coin. Let me take your coin. Meaning like, I want to take your money. And because they feel so uncomfortable, right? with themselves and the the unresolved issues are like, sure, I'll give away. Sure, I'll give away. And that is where sociopaths really thrive off low self-esteem people or people who are have these these unresolved issues. And I don't want that for you. Okay. Now, I know I talked a lot about these things. So let me just kind of recap everything. The codependent is a person who, for whatever reason, due to traumas or to addictions or to some type of unresolved issue, is desperately seeking love and attention, affirmation from someone who is abusive and manipulative and destructive. Okay. Those are the people who are either narcissists, sociopaths, psychopaths. And as I told you about narcissism, we all need some level of narcissism in order for us to be able to understand ourselves and our needs and be able to seek that out. Ain't nothing wrong with that as long as we don't have kids or dependents that need us, right? We need to be able to have that sense of self-worth. Now, those of you guys who have kids and are listening to this, and I'm not saying that you need to disregard the needs of your kids, okay, What I'm in order to heal. What I'm saying is that you also need to have very firm balance with yourself and other people, and especially your, your kids, about what you can and cannot do. I always tell my my parents, my clients who are, are parents, that your job is to work your way out of being a parent, meaning that you teach your kids to be independent and self-sufficient so they don't, they're not, they're not baby Huey at 25 years old banging on your door saying that they need to move in or they need to borrow your car and all this other types of nonsense. You want to be able to make sure that your kid is self-sufficient, okay? Narcissism, there's different flavors of narcissism. I was mentioning covert, overt, communal, malignant, and the like. You can always rewind the podcast and listen to the more details about it, but there's different flavors of narcissism, okay, that are malignant. In other words, they're harmful to not just yourself and other people. We talked about this idea of psychopathy. It is basically distorting reality because they don't have a clear idea of what reality is themselves. And then lastly, we talked about sociopathy and sociopathy is basically gold diggers. Basically, they just look at your pocketbook and the fame and everything they get it and their hands on and take advantage of you. And that's why codependents are attracted and and vice versa, because they see the emptiness that's inside you and they just want to take advantage of your weakened state of self-worth and reality. And understand this, that even if you have been affected by a sociopath, a narcissist, or a psychopath, that doesn't mean that you can't be built 
and renew. It doesn't mean that you don't have the opportunity to find a sane, normal person that doesn't want to take advantage of you. I am not saying that at all. What I am saying is that it's going to take time to heal the wounds that cause the attraction in the first place. And that includes a very honest assessment about how you were raised, the people that influenced you, and learning tools to be able to spot those signs at a deeper level. I'm just giving you an overview. I'm not talking about more in details because we don't have the time for all of that. And everyone's case is is so different. But I will say this though, the best thing you can do is if you have been in that situation is stop and get out of it and then look for ways to heal. Okay. Listening to this podcast is one step in the right direction, but I'm hoping that you take action, meaning that you seek resources, you seek people that be that can be able to help you. Obviously, I'm here to support you if you're an entrepreneur. And I want to make sure that I have other resources for you, like Amazing Attitude that helps you recognize your needs and your wants. I'm going to leave a link in the show notes below for Amazing Attitude. It's a 21-day self-study pro- program where we d- take a deep, deep dive into who you are and what you want. And so that you can be able to recognize harmful situations before they start spiraling into insanity okay well that is it thank you so much for listening if you like this podcast please be sure to share it write a review all that fun stuff all right and until next time take care and be awesome